Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Uh, today we're not talking uh, about bums at a baseball game, we're talking about them at a wrestling event. That's right, we finally did it, Jeremy and I, we've been talking <laughs> about it for years. We finally yeah. attended a pro wrestling event in Tinley Park, Illinois, uh, last night, February 7th. Yeah, that's right. The Dynamic Wrestling Alliance. Uh, we were at, It was at the Side Street American Tavern. Uh, yeah, in Tinley Park. Yeah, uh, and folks, this is episode number 69. We are just one off from 70, a big landmark. Uh, but yeah, for episode 69, we wanted to briefly uh, pay uh, homage to the 1969 Chicago Cubs. Yeah, it's it's an iconic uh, team, definitely one that was like talked about a lot uh, before like 2016. Um, like... Ron, so the, basically the, the gist of the story is that the Cubs uh, were in first place most of the season um, and, you know, hadn't been to the World Series to that point since 1945, I think. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, they were in, they they were a promising team. And they had Billy Williams, uh, Ernie Banks, uh, Ron Santo, Fergie Jenkins, um, just tons of, like, you know, legends. And um, they they had a collapse in September and and then ended up getting passed by them 69 Mets who yeah, th- ultimately win the World Series. I think Randy Hundley might have also been Randy on that Hundley, team. Randy uh, Hundley, Don Kessinger, uh, yeah, Glenn Beckert, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're rest. talking an, an epic collapse, like you said, Jeremy. Uh, that season was uh, oft mentioned before 2016 because I don't think the Cubs made it back to the playoffs until 1984, if I'm not mistaken. That's or, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a big collapse, but that's a very famous team, and we just wanted to mention it real quick. Uh, it seemed like a good one for 69. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like you, in looking and doing some like like last minute, uh, you know, glancing over the, the the work and everything or the 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 story, like we could do a whole episode on the on the season. Like the, so much happened mm-hmm. uh, in in the September uh, collapse, uh, and uh, yeah, it's interesting stuff that we can't you know we don't have the time to get into all of it now. But uh, but yeah, like uh, iconic team for sure. Well, uh, Jeremy and I uh, decided to go to this wrestling event. Uh, so Tinley Park uh, took us about an hour to get there from uh, Chicago. Yeah, like so. Growing up in Chicago, Jack, like Tinley Park was just like a hike um, uh-huh. in my mind, um, and uh, it was like when in Chicago, you like you know Tinley Park because that's where like the big concert venue is. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, it was called the World Music Theater. But and it's one of those things where it changed. It has a corporate sponsorship that changes every year, like every you know couple of years. Yeah. So it was like the Tweeter Center. Uh, it was like the Fifth Third Bank Amphitheater. Now I think it's like the First Bank Amp. I don't even. I honestly don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> but like it's where like all the huge like concerts go to. I saw No Doubt there in mm-hmm. 1997. Uh, no Doubt in Weezer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I saw like this like. Uh, this like metal like kind of like show there with like faith no more and yeah. uh uh magadeth played i think okay yeah, so uh it's a it's a big it's a big destination venue but it's also like the sound sucks like there because it's an outdoor venue yep. but so that's what tinley park is synonymous for so like going like the thought we we wanted to go to a wrestling event mm-hmm. and we thought that it would be like really tough to, i i was thinking like it would be tough to find a independent wrestling event i haven't been to an indie wrestling event since like the early 2000s yeah and i just feel like safety codes would like prevent like 
these kind of like re, like startup like federations from happening but apparently it seems like it's maybe more like kind of active than ever like since like the you know 70s or late or like early 80s or something uh it seems to be there a lot of them are out there or whatever so we found this one it was in tinley park and i was like kind of stressing about driving there on a friday night from the city but uh we we took this circuitous route kind of around the city so it actually worked out pretty well yeah the weather was fine it had snowed the day before but we uh we, we got there we made good time and jeremy and i were both excited because we both have a little bit of a history of being wrestling fans but neither yeah. of us had attended an event for me it's probably been almost 20 years probably 17 years since the last event i've been to at least 15 yeah for sure yeah me too i mean i yeah i don't even know um <clears throat> like the last one I went to, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, I went to, I, w- I was at a handful of pay-per-views. I was at 90, I think I may have talked about, I'm sure these things have come up on the podcast before, but this is like the catch all wrestling of yeah. <laughs> episode. So, um, I was at the 94 SummerSlam, which was the first event in the United Center. So it was, oh, the, wow. it was the first event even before like Jordan's like, you know, played an official minute on that court. Yeah. So, um, so that was cool. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, as far as indie wrestling goes, um, I was at this one indie wrestling event in like, I, I want to say it was like maybe 2002 or something in uh, Franklin Park. Um, we actually had a friend who wrestled in it um, and uh, he was like a drummer in my friend's band. Um, but uh, odd celebrity sighting at that event was Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Was at this independent wrestling event? Yeah, he was at this like rinky dink independent wrestling event at this like you know feel like this like uh town field house or whatever yeah and he was like sitting in the front row corner and like all the like people like were coming up to him and for autographs and like this there was like this one girl who kind of like kind of like glued herself to him and was like kind of showing him around it seemed yeah. like and i'm not sure how old this girl was either but it was a very <laughs> odd situation and like it was because like Billy Corgan is like a big wrestling fan and he's like known for being a wrestling fan. And yeah. He showed up at this event. It was, it was the wildest thing ever. Uh huh. I, uh, I went to, I think it was 2002, the, uh, no way out pay-per-view for WWE. I, that was the only pay-per-view I ever went to, but that was the, uh, return of the NWO to the, uh, WWE. So that was Hulk Hogan's return. It was the first time he'd been on a WWE program since, uh, the nineties when he left. So it was a big deal. I remember there was one promo where he taught, uh, well, he came out and him, him and the Scott Hall and Kevin Nash cut a promo and he was like, God bless all you people. And then everybody cheered and he went, and God bless Vince McMahon. And then, like, everybody <laughs> booed, like, so loud. Uh, that angle ended up being a flop. But I attended a few other Raws. Um, I, the first event I was ever at was a SmackDown. I watched during the Attitude Era, so I was a big fan of, like, Stone Cold, Mankind, Undertaker, The Rock, all those people. I started watching right after Owen Hart's death in 99. Like, yeah. that was a, a big news. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunate for uh, that it happened, but, like, it did draw a lot of viewers to... It was big news. It drew a lot of viewers there, and I was one of those people. That's when you started watching? Yeah, so I started watching around a 98-99 would have been right around when I started it's, watching. It's funny because like that's about I feel like that's when I kind of stopped watching because okay. I, I watched I watched and ordered. God bless my f- mom for fucking paying the ridiculous fees for these pay-per-views. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ordered every single pay-per-view from like Royal Rumble 91 to around that time. Holy shit. Um, spent thousands and thousands of dollars on these fucking pay-per-views every single every single one yeah maybe there was a couple where i watched it at a friend's house or whatever but like pretty much every every one 
Um, but uh, I remember that, like, I watched them all live for sure, except for the the Owen Hart one. Yeah. I went to like a concert or something, and like at that point, so music was becoming more interesting to me than than wrestling, and so that was the only one I ever missed live. Yeah, and I never and like my thing didn't record it or something like so like or I didn't even order it whatever so like. I never saw like that aftermath. I had to watch it on like YouTube. Yeah, have have you like. seen the clips of like where Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler are like trying to stall while they yeah. figure out what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty brutal. It is. It's brutal. Um, yeah, we uh we used to watch the pay per views too, but like uh, my dad had like rigged up this way where we could steal the pay per views from uh, from Directv. Like, <laughs> yeah. for, uh, you could buy like some sort of special chip or something. Right. right. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. I don't want the <laughs> cops to come and arrest my my parents. But yeah. like, uh, yeah. So for a while, we were just getting free pay per views, yeah. which was pretty neat. Well, it'll be hard to find your parents in Alabama, where you're from, Jack. <laughs> Definitely in Alabama or somewhere down there. Um. So yeah. Uh. So it, it was interesting. Like so. Like it was. Uh, I was excited about. You know, going to this this wrestling event, um, I had it on my calendar, Jack, uh, my Google calendar, and um, you know, you get like a pop up on your phone, like to remind you that it's coming, and like all it said was like Friday, seven p.m. Wrestling with Jack. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah, it was. I, I hopefully no one, none of my coworkers saw that pop up on my phone. <laughs> uh, I thought that we had a special, uh, you know outside of the podcast meeting up but uh but yeah so uh we were wrestling together last night yeah and, uh yeah so um took a took a ride out there hit the road we did yeah jeremy uh i i came to find out i uh, was using a, a, GP, a gps with the voice that gives you directions normally it's just like the, the standard like woman voice that i think comes with the usually the gps but um but now jeremy has uh made it his own voice <laughs> yeah man yeah jack it's uh I use Waze, uh-huh. and so Waze, like, um, Waze is a cool uh, uh, GPS program. The knock on Waze is that it sends you, like, through, like, alleys and stuff and, like, you know, one-way streets behind, like, a convent or something. But, yeah. like, uh, but, like so, um, but, yeah, you can record your own voice. So I recorded my own voice. Yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> uh, uh, the actor Charlton Heston, uh, like, in his mansion, he had a portraits painted of all of the movies of uh like that he'd ever been in of himself uh Uh you know this is sort of the driving equivalent of of that Uh, yeah it is i i've done i've had it for a while jack i honestly it's probably been going off in some of like our longer drives has it really uh but i i've tried to keep the volume down okay to avoid you know having to explain it right uh yeah well, so, so I thought yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, Jeremy. Um, but yeah, so we got to the uh, we got to the side street tavern, um, and we we came in and we checked in. Uh, they gave us uh, at the table. It was like an Eventbrite event, so uh, we we had tickets with QR codes, but they also had us on a list. So uh, we gave the lady at the table uh, our names. She gave us wristbands, and when I told her my name, I said Swakowski. Oh yeah. She said, did. "Oh, a nice Irish name, huh?" <laughs> I said, I, "I thought she was kidding." She's like, "Hey, my name is Siskowski, so I get it." Or uh, what? Whatever. <laughs> She, it was a ski name, uh, right. so I, th- I think she was was joking. But like, yes. I didn't really know how to respond to that besides just a polite laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I think that's the proper, uh, you know, response. It's funny because like I feel like that's like, um, you know, I don't know if people are f- super familiar with like the South Side of Chicago uh-huh. or, the, or the South uh, suburbs of Chicago. But like, uh, I feel like that's the kind of vibe <laughs> you get down there, which is potentially one of the things that I was like concerned about like going to a wrestling event there right uh but uh, they're loose with the uh 
with the like nationality based jokes, I guess, <laughs> uh, to, to put it mildly. Right. Uh, I did hear that. That was funny. Yeah. Um, when I, so it's funny cause we had two separate, uh, interactions cause I, um, talked to a guy like this beefy dude who was like part of the, uh, DWA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he was like asking me, he asked me, is it my first time there? And, uh, I said, yeah. And he's like, you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And uh, I think I think he shook my hand and everything, yeah. and so it was really cool. Like I I, I got to say one of the things like that was cool about DWA, which we'll get into more, is the uh, the, the the human touch. Yeah, the, these people like really like work the crowd. They do. Uh, uh, like they they definitely. I mean, they're they're in they're in a business. They're trying to yeah. sell a product, so they want yeah. you to they want you to come back. So they were very they were very welcoming to For us. Sure, yeah. uh, it was very nice. They also had a little table with merch uh, where you could buy DWA shirts. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And they're uh, the, on the back of the shirt. Their motto is the standard of excellence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a, the sister of the excellence of execution. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so yeah. Um, so we, we get in, uh, we were pretty early, as mm-hmm. it turns out, because we made such good time out yep. there. Um, and uh, the doors were at 7, show was at 8. We got there a little bit before 7, I would say. Yeah, we did. Um, and we get into this room, and like, Jack, we were racking our brain trying to describe the room. Um, it's it's small. Yeah, it's small. I, w- I would say, Jeremy, I kind of likened it to, uh, it's it's about the size of a, a dance uh, hall at like a wedding reception. Maybe a, like a, on yeah. the smaller end. If like yeah. you, if your wedding reception was a little smaller, you would hold it in this in this space. Yeah, you're right. And I feel like that's even, it's it's like, that's that might be misleading for some people. I would say like maybe it's like, I would say anywhere from like half size to like, two-thirds the size of, like, a reception hall or something. Right, yeah. Like, but it was round, too. Mm-hmm. It looked like a big dance floor, yep, it quite did. honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. it would be, like, a very large dance floor. Yep. Um, I would assume local companies, like, rent that place out for their Christmas parties and stuff. Probably, yep. yeah. And then they probably... I would assume that, like, on the weekends they have, like, a DJ there that yep. like, and people can go in there and dance or whatever. Yeah, that's a good call. You know? Yeah, because they uh, did have a DJ who was playing... Uh, who was there, but he was, like, outside, kind of near the bar. So, yeah. like, maybe he was going to move it. Well, that anyway, he was there. So they probably do have a DJ sometime. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and if you walk outside of that room, it's just a normal bar. Yep. There's a big bar... Uh, there's a bunch of tables and everything, and it's, it's just like a pub. Like yeah, it's just like, like a typical suburban bar. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so the room, but but the room obviously it's big enough to fit a, re- a regulation size wrestling ring. Yep. Yeah. And there's like three rows of seats going around the whole thing in a circle. Yeah. But three rows only. Theater, theater in the round, basically. Yeah. But yeah, it's only three rows deep. So Jeremy and I sat in the third row. Um, yeah. Uh, we had, yeah, we had good seats. We were on the end of the third row. We were kind of like hidden back there. But it, that's the closest I've ever been uh, to a. a at a wrestling event. I'm usually pretty far away. There, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for sitting close once the action started. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. And if you see, like, our check out our Instagram page for uh, a lot of video and uh, some photos. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, we were we were the furthest away you could be, but we were still, like, crazy close. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be in the first row because I didn't want to interact with the wrestlers right. at all. which definitely would have happened because they were all giving high... F- every one of them was, like, giving high fives to the people in the front row. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, we were by, like, this entrance where I thought maybe the wrestlers were going to come through. It turns out they didn't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, so it was crazy intimate and, like, really cool. And, like, I was definitely thinking, like, beforehand, like, this is going to be really loud because yep. that ring... When you hit that ring, it's really loud. It is, yeah. Um, so we'll, we can get into that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, 
uh, let's see. Should we talk yeah. about uh, Mr. Ricolo? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, I think it's uh, so that that was the first guy that came out, the master of ceremonies. I think I think he pronounced it Mr. Ricolo, but it could have been Mr. Ricolo, as yeah. in like Rico, the mob, yeah. uh, the reason mob people get arrested. It could have been Mr. <laughs> Ricolo. Yeah, like like the lozenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Mr. Riccolo, like Piccolo. Let's let's call it yeah. Mr. Riccolo. Yeah, it's fun. However, you say this guy's name, it's fun to say. It I is gotta say that. But yeah, he came out. He was like the host. He was kind of like the Mean Gene Okerlund uh, of of uh, DWA. I would say. Yeah, he was. So he uh, he came out. He's got like he had sunglasses on. He had like a long haired mullet, but it was it was gray. Uh, he had like a cheap you know off the rack suit that he was wearing. <laughs> he came out with like a big party favor too. Oh, that's right. And yeah, I know. My, I forgot about my that. My favorite part of it. Is that his entrance music was "I Was Made for Loving You" by Kiss, uh, which uh-huh. was which I thought was perfect. And then like the party favor went off, and you know he he got on the mic and welcomed everybody. Uh, yeah. And uh, so the first thing that happened was uh, he he asked people to like please rise for the national anthem. Yeah. And he's like, gentlemen, remove your hats, respect your country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it was I was getting I was getting early shades of like a White Sox anthem situation where like yeah. like is the bar outside gonna shut down? Like a woman's like mid pour with a drink and then like the whiskey just freezes in midair. Or right. Something. Yeah. yeah. I, no. That. Yeah. I. Um. Jeremy. I, I. Like. Folks. I had a. I had a chance to make five dollars. Jeremy said, "I'll give you five dollars if you take a knee." <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that would not have gone over well. It would have no. drastically altered the course of events for the rest of the night for us, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I like, uh, I like though, that after the national anthem, Mr. Riccolo uh, said, uh, he said about America, he said, love it or leave it. You know, that's a, that's a reference yeah. to, I mean, as far as I know, maybe it's been said other places, but it's also a reference to the movie Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, uh, okay. That's what Tom Cruise keeps saying. But I, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I definitely, love it or leave it definitely came to prominence for me, like in the, around the Gulf War time. Oh, really? Sure. Is that, were they saying that during the Gulf War as yeah, well? Yeah, for okay. sure. And like, yeah. these colors don't, red, white, and blue, these colors don't run. Like all this jingoistic <laughs> stuff. So I guess to put it into context here, to be totally like, like, Opa- like like transparent about the whole thing like so yeah i was it, it's funny because like if there are and if if there's any sort of red areas of of the chicagoland area uh-huh. it is like maybe the south side or the south suburbs sure so that's what i was getting at earlier um and uh you know so and and a wrestling event maybe skews in that direction yes so it, we were interested i was interested to see like what we might encounter there mm-hmm. um and uh i feel like when i used to go to events like it was before i was even like uh you know in tune with all this stuff yeah mr Riccolo, mr Riccolo did say like he said he's like uh no matter who you voted for uh you know america we love it or leave it yeah love it right? or leave it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and if, if that you know if you remember that from the gulf war too i think that kind of fits in with mr riccolo's whole gimmick because he's definitely supposed to be someone who's like stuck in the you know the the, <laughs> the late 80s yeah sure for sure yeah uh, uh so the first match uh happened and it was a guy named zeke kickham who was the amish powerhouse he spelled zeke z-e-k i don't yeah. think there was another e at the end of that no he fought it was versus renvar the raider now jeremy i thought this was kind of in renvar the raider was your typical like uh I don't know, like a Thirteenth Warrior kind of like Viking, Viking sort of descendant guy. Um, yeah. So it was two people with gimmicks, which I thought was interesting. Um, they uh, and they were both kind of faces too. There wasn't really a heel in that match, so I actually thought it was a good way to like start off the uh, the show. Um, yeah. Just just as like having these two guys wrestle each other, not a lot of heat, but like just kind of got everybody warmed up. Yeah, that that's true. I, I wasn't thinking about it from that aspect, but yeah, you're right. It kind of like. Um, it seemed like uh, they. It's. I. I was like, who's the who's the heel here? Yeah. Um. 
we should say too, like for people who don't know this, even like heel bad guy face good, baby face good guy. Right. Yeah. We're we're here. Ter- so there's a, a term in wrestling called a smart mark, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> yeah. or smark for short, which uh-huh. means that like you know the inside wrestling term. So before we proceed, actually, yeah, sure. we should uh, go over a few of these. So like Jeremy said, uh, face is a good guy. Yeah. Heel means bad guy. Uh, job means to lose a match. Yeah. Go over means to win a match. Uh, having heat means uh, to like get the crowd going. Yeah. Uh, kayfabe yeah, is but, like is like playing along with the like world of like the the fake world basically. The fake world and breaking kayfabe naturally is uh, you know when people go out of character. Yeah. A shoot is when something happens for real. Yeah. Like somebody insults <laughs> somebody but like it's real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a work is where they make it look real but it's fake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We I haven't gone over those terms in you know twenty. No, plus years, but yeah, so. we should explain the jargon uh, yeah, before sure. we continue. So yeah, <laughs> there there were uh, there there were two these two guys in this first match. It was kind of unclear who was the heel, but they were both they, they were both kind of uh, faces in my opinion. I think their yeah, characters were I, both faces. I think ultimately yes, that that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and it's it's interesting. We could talk about it right up front. It's like. Because this is a relatively unknown uh, league, and the, these personalities are relatively unknown, it's almost like it's almost like a test market. It's like, hey, like if you were supposed to be a face, but people didn't respond to you, it's like maybe they should consider rebranding you as a heel, right? Because like there were some guys who just couldn't get. O- I mean, I would almost say like Renvar. Like, I feel like at first, so I was watching the beginning of this match thinking like, okay, Zeke Kickham is the, is the heel and Renvar is supposed to be the, the face. And like, he just wasn't getting over like, no. like with the crowd. And honestly, Zeke was getting over more than, than Renvar. Yeah. And so like, I was thinking like, this is a guy where like, maybe it's like, they should talk to him and be like, Hey, listen, man, I think that we should try you out as a heel because, uh, you could probably get more heat that way yeah right? so uh anyway so but it was funny i kept wanting to call him revnar too but uh yeah it, renvar is a weird uh weird name yeah it is it's yeah. weird um and uh i would tell him to change it but i did see that he had shirts printed <laughs> renvar so he would lose a lot of money there right. um yazik kickham was the irish powerhouse or the amish amish powerhouse like yep. i said at some point people were chanting let's go amish do, yep. do, 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 uh-huh. which was pretty funny yeah um it should be pointed out too that zeke kickham had a uh a, a beer like a big long like red, red. beard and yeah. then like long red hair and he wore like black pants with suspenders yeah, renvar yeah. had on like uh just like a viking outfit he was shirtless but he had like black paint on his face and his, his arms body, his yeah. body and stuff yeah yeah um but uh yeah so that that match um was pretty good there yeah. was uh there they they were trying to do some some spots there um uh it's just it's just interesting to see this thing up close, like that close, Jack. It is. Um, yeah, so going back to what I was saying before, I had never sat this close at a wrestling event, and you really do um, realize like how fast it all takes place. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll say this just straight up uh, before we get into anything else. it was I wasn't expecting the level of quality of these matches to be what it was. Yeah. Uh, it was clear that everybody who wrestled in that event like had wrestling training yeah um, for sure yeah. they were all good and it like everybody to, to an extent was good at what they did and like uh it, it's impressive to me because i know that the wrestlers don't plan out um exactly like what's going to happen step by step like every move so yeah. some of it has to be improvised you i did see a couple mo- moments where like a guy was going in for like the suplex and, yeah like, you could see him whispering to the other guy or yeah. whatever like so it's cool to see that up, yeah that, that close up but um uh yeah, it was just crazy to see these guys taking these these hits and like I'll, I'll I was gonna say this for later but like in um I'll say it now um 
in my older age, I'm getting more sensitive to like, you know, violence, I guess, you know, uh-huh. and like, and it's one of the things that I don't, that doesn't really turn me on about f- football is just the, the fucking level of violence in it, you know? Yeah. And so like seeing these guys like take these hits, obviously that's, this is what you're going to see. So it's like, you can't be too squeamish about it, but like, you know, guys get hurt doing routine uh, moves if it's, if it's just executed just slightly off, you yeah. know? And so like you see these guys doing it and like, I don't know, you, you assume that guys who are in the WWE are a little more seasoned and like more trained and like, blow they they don't blow spot like spots as like you know very often yeah um so you think like like it could happen if it's going to happen it could happen at something like this yeah so like i'm very sensitive to watching these things at at one point towards the end of the match uh renvar went to like i think kind of like body slam zeke and like he just couldn't he he, like kind of couldn't do it and the the he like blew the the spot Mm -hmm. and um uh he ended up he won. Renvar won. won the match. He did win, yeah. yeah. And so afterwards, like, he was, like, laying... And I do think, like, these guys sell the injuries a lot. Like, yeah. Like, if they get, like, after, like, if they get pinned or whatever, they lay on the ground for, like, a, you know, a while yeah. to kind of sell it. And Renvar was selling, like, you know, kind of that match took a lot out of him. Yeah. And, like, but it was, like, it was one of those things where it's, like, is this, did this guy really hurt himself on <laughs> that, like, blown spot? Um and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it's just interesting to see it up close and at this point in my life. I well, guess. yeah, not all of those guys were twenty one years old, twenty one, twenty two. You know, some of those guys were uh, were our age, like thirties, late thirties, maybe even like early to mid forties. Yeah, there were um, some maybe some graying uh, temples there on some yeah, of those guys. Yeah, so to be to be taking bumps like that uh, at that age, uh, yeah. it can't be fun the next morning when you wake up. Yeah, for sure. For the yeah. hundred bucks that they probably made for the event. Yeah, and, and no matter like what. I, this is what you say about wrestling and them being athletes. Like no matter how like pre-planned it is, it's like these guys are actually falling. Yeah, like, they're not like you know breaking their backs or they're falling on like a padded mat, but like they're still falling, jumping from ropes, jumping onto the ground. And some like, of the athleticism is pretty impressive. It's too. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to see. It's just awesome and like undeniable. Um, but uh, yeah, so Renvar did beat Zeke Kickham there, but they like didn't they like hug after or they shook? Yeah, hands so afterwards? so yeah, like again, like that was like the two faces there. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, yes, yeah. uh, our second match that so we got to see a tag a tag match. So yeah. it was uh the modern day sharpshooters who were just two like kind of mid twenties guys in like tights, no real gimmicks. Yeah, Creed, Vers- Creed and Blaylock, I got their Creed names. and Blaylock, okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it, it was those two guys versus uh, our some of our favorites, Jeremy, the CSI guys. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, the CSI guys. I mean, this, like, so one of the things that you go in for, like, wrestling is are, like, the gimmicks. Yeah. And um, it's weird, too, because, like, WWF got a lot of heat, or got a lot of, like, guff for, like, having, like, ridiculous gimmicks, some borderline to overtly racist gimmicks. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I think now, I feel like now it's all just guys. It's like, like, you know, uh, Max Wilder or something, like Max, like, Power, and, like, just, like, these, like, they have, like, just regular names now and no right. gimmicks. And, like, so it kind of makes you miss the gimmicks a little bit. Yeah. Now. So these guys were the CSI guys. Again, straight out of the 80s, early 90s. Totally, yeah. Um, but yet also inspired by the, the 2000s era CSI TV show on CBS. <laughs> yes. Um, they came out to Who Are You yep. uh, by The Who, and uh, which was the theme song of the show. And uh, this was like, this was one of the best gimmicks I've ever seen hands down in wrestling, I yeah, would say. It, so funny. It was awesome. Like they were taking like fingerprint samples from like people's uh, 
glasses yes. and things. No, they went so they went around the ring and like the one guy had like a big Ziploc bag, like yeah. an evidence bag, and he would go up to people who had like a drink with a straw in it and he would like kind of lean over and he'd grab their their straw and drop it in the in the bag, the baggie and like move on. Yeah. It was hilarious. And then like at one point they came out and they're like, "You're all suspects." <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And so it should be pointed out too. So you had the two guys who were in the tag team and they yeah. were they were dressed as like in, you know, crime scene investigation outfits, but then they also had like their police chief, like their police captain with him. He was like their, uh, their manager, valet. Their, their manager, their valet. He, and he looked like, uh, you know, your typical out of central casting, like old police chief. Like he was kind of like a yeah. short, fat guy, like balding. He looked like a Great Dennis. Hair gray hair he looked like dennis franz without the mustache yeah a little more hair than dennis franz yep. yeah yeah for yeah like but yeah he classic look yes um and uh yeah and then you know they would like you know refer to him like like you know hey boss this is cool yeah like stuff like that at one point um the csi guy had one of the uh, modern day sharpshooters in like a hold like a headlock and yeah. then he, he plucked an eyebrow and gave it to his boss to like put away for evidence <laughs> That is like that. That was so. That was definitely the funniest moment of the night. That is just. That is like just high level comedy. Like that's yeah. really funny. Like I, I've never seen anything like that from like uh, even back in the the days when I was watching wrestling. Like, yeah, that was a like genius. Um, they did a thing like where they had a guy like before they 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 started the match. Like they had a guy. They brought out this like this mat i don't i thought it was a body bag but it was like some sort of like mat i think with like a chalk outline and they made like a guy get down on top of it and lay down or whatever it there just a lot of business there and like it was it was just really funny like all of it was great yeah um and so that that match was actually it was a good tag match too there was good psychology because like for a while the csi guys um who were total heels were working on one of the modern day sharpshooters like in the corner of the ring and like the modern day sharpshooter guy couldn't get like tag his partner like the fresh guy and so that was like some good wrestling psychology right there yeah that's a classic like tag team struggle yeah yeah and then uh for the modern day sharpshooters uh i think it was like either the must have been like the wife or something of one of the guys was like sitting right right by us um cheering extremely loudly for uh at maybe Ma- she was cheering for max so yeah, it's like yeah, maybe, saying max, yeah, yeah so maybe it was like oh blaylock or creed i don't know i think it was it was the guy who the the shorter guy with the longer hair i think was the one she was like cheering really okay, hard yeah. for but she had a little baby who was like two months old and, and uh on her lap and she was clapping and like clapping like kind of like right above the, like around the baby it was yeah it was a tenuous spot and like i'm not sure she she knew that it was entirely fake i i think she did but like she was getting really into it she really wanted the modern day sharpshooters to win yeah for sure yeah you know jack i actually i looked at that woman like later on in the event and like it looked like she had like a man with her she did i I wasn't sure if that was the guy's brother because like those guys looked alike or like maybe you know i have no idea but she was she wanted those modern day sharpshooters to win yeah for sure i'll say that i was gonna say like i was gonna posit that maybe she wasn't like married to one of those guys and she was just 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 super into it for, for that <laughs> match for some reason but uh but yeah it was it was just it was wild um but yeah that was a good match it um, was yeah and the uh, CSI guys ended up winning on a screw job yeah true true um uh, we should say too that uh uh there, someone made their presence known at ringside. Yeah, so it was this guy again, like straight out of the uh, this this whole alliance uh, wrestling alliance is like a throwback. But it yeah, was like sure. a, a guy with like he looked like a bad guy from like a low rent eighties movie. He was dressed in a suit. He had uh, like uh, aviator sunglasses on. He looked like Danny McBride, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he came yeah. out like holding a cocktail and like just <laughs> just watching the match and like sipping on his cocktail. It, it, he he was the blue velvet esque well dressed man. I would say. <laughs> yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, definitely wanted to, like, he gave off the air that, like, he was, like, a rich guy who was, like, watching these matches for uh, nefarious means. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like his underlings, like, like, performing for him, like, but, like, possibly scouting, too, or something. Right. Um, yeah, and so, so he kind of came and went in that match. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, CSI guys won, which yep. was pretty cool to see. Like, yeah. definitely, they definitely seem to have like the crowd. Like, they won over the crowd. I would say for sure. Yeah. Um. But uh. But that was a lot of fun. I was I, I was getting I was like starting to chant for that one for sure. Oh yeah. And so so then our, our next one we had a, so a lot of gimmicks here. We haven't we had another gimmick. Well, in between in between. Oh those, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so and in be- we should say in between all these matches, um, Mr. Riccolo comes back out and you know he's like, how oh, uh, what'd you think of that match? Yeah. We'll say after um. I guess it was maybe after this match. Uh, he he was doing a lot of like housekeeping too, like you know, like hey everyone, thanks for coming out. And he's like, has anyone tried like? So they had like this. We should say like when we got there, um, on the seats they had menus taped to the seats, yeah. and they had they had like special menus. They had like a like. I, they kind of had themed like drinks or whatever. They had like they had an Iron Maiden drink, which was like I guess kind of themed. Uh, but uh, but. You know, they had a special menu or whatever, and like, so Mr. Riccolo kept having to like plug the food and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so, like, he was like, Hey, has anyone out there gotten a slice of sausage pizza? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's like, get, Make sure to get out there and get some pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy, the, at the end, and he said this a couple of times yeah. where he, he was promoting their next event, which is going to be on March 27th. He's like, So join us on March 27th for more beer, more <laughs> pizza. And more spirits. And that was the yeah. last thing he said. Like, I thought he was going to say, and more wrestling, but it was, and more spirits. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely, like, the pizza and, like, the the, the drinks came up a lot, like, yeah. in Mr. Riccolo's speech, which is pretty funny. So yeah. much so, I mean, it, and it worked on me, because I, I got a piece of pizza later on. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, so, um, he, so... In this particular uh, instance where he came out as well, um, he pulled a kid from the audience to like wear like uh, to to model a shirt. Yeah, and I guess it was like his shirt. It was. What well, what did it say on it? Something mania. Mercy mania. Mercy mania. And then like what did what did it say below that though? It's like bless you or something <laughs> or like. I forgot what it what it said below that, but it was like a white T-shirt, and I guess it was him. It looked like the Ultimate Warrior from far away. Maybe it had. I think it had his head on it though. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. Th- so he he uh he goes to he brings this kid up and the kid's got the t-shirt that like the kid's modeling and he tells the kid to get up on each of the four turnbuckles and the kid yeah. went up on two. He was like hesitant to go on the third one and Mr. Riccolo was like, "Go up on that turnbuckle. Do your job." Yeah, he's like, "Make your f- earn your 5 bucks." Or something <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. He's like, "Yeah, so it was kind of funny. He was kind of like like prodding this kid around to, to parade his t-shirt yeah and he's like we gotta sell some shirts kid or something like <laughs> that like it was really it was really really funny yeah he was kind of a I, like mr riccolo i would say if i had to guess he's like a heel but uh you know yeah i get yeah i don't i don't know well i think like it almost seemed like he was doing yeah i i think he was kind of like a tweener but like that was definitely he was kind of like leaning into that a little right. bit like almost yep. like a bobby the brain heenan kind of thing like yep. hey come on kid get up there do your job like yeah. whatever i thought it was kind of like old school it was it was pretty funny it was um so so yeah so that happened then we had our next match yeah. with uh yabo versus the bearded bruiser yeah yabo um, max holiday the bearded bruiser was it max holiday yeah not matt holiday this this guy had a lot more hair than matt holiday <laughs> yeah on his body too <laughs> Um, so Yabo was like kind of a scary looking clown guy who was yeah. a, a, definitely a heel. He came out eating popcorn, but he was also throwing popcorn at the audience. Yeah. Um, he, I feel like he had creepy music a little bit. He too. did. Yeah. And Def- he looked, he 
looked very creepy. It was yeah. definitely a creepy clown. Yeah, they say you know that. Do you know Jack the different styles of clown? No. Like there's like I don't I don't know the different names of them, but like there's the tramp. The tramp is like the dirty clown. Yeah. He, this guy was like sub tramp. He was like just like a scuzzy like yep. clown or whatever. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like he definitely a good game. The clown gimmick is like always good though. Though will always like draw parallels to doink the clown i would say for sure yeah um but uh, i i enjoyed it like it was cool yeah definitely um and the bearded bruiser uh had he, he had a hard time getting over you know yeah, i think uh, so yeah he, he couldn't get any heat uh he, he was just like kind of your standard and i feel like this gimmick is done a lot like especially in like uh independent wrestling but the kind of your standard like biker guy yeah, gimmick biker man boarding on like mountain man a little yeah, bit you yeah. know like but yeah yeah just like kind of like black shirt with the sleeves cut off and like beard and like kind of like longer hair um but yeah yeah i know i mean like it was tough against yabo like i feel like yabo had such a a good gimmick um and max holiday like just you know was just yeah it's a very similar gimmick that we've seen before yeah he, he reminded me of uh did you ever watch the show sons of anarchy he reminded <laughs> me of jacks teller's best friend opie okay um okay. yeah that's a terrible show uh but i could just see i, I uh you know uh, sons of anarchy i can see the, the parallel there for no sure. definitely uh yeah so the match itself was fair uh bearded bruiser um wrestled like a big guy so like he didn't really he didn't really sell a lot um uh yeah. he did a choke slam uh yabo had that's some, right there he, were a lot of choke slams there right. were yabo had a had a uh, some funny moments though he uh he like blew up a balloon and then like smashed it in uh <laughs> max holiday's face which is effective like you get that big balloon pop like right on his face yeah so it, it worked and he had like a toy hammer that he was hitting uh yeah so he got up on he he like got a bearded bruiser and in, into, into the corner and got up on the ropes and was like punching down on him and then at some point he pulls out like this like yeah toy hammer and who was hitting him in the head with the toy hammer which was pretty funny yeah and you'd think that since it's not a no holds barred like match that he would have <laughs> been disqualified for using that but like i guess the ref figured it was so innocuous that he just that he just let it slide <laughs> exactly yeah at one point um so uh, at one point like it's funny like yeah the uh so he had this like popcorn box too and at some point he oh actually no he grabbed this out of his pocket he had these big clown pants with these big pockets and he had big boots too he had big yeah. clown shoes which I was thinking it must have been difficult for him to wrestle in yeah he had huge clown shoes yeah cause he got up on the top rope and like 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 bounced on the top rope yeah. or whatever like um but like I yeah I remember like he like uh he was kicking him with the big clown shoes and I'm like kick him with the big shoe uh-huh. uh but it makes me think of that Seinfeld episode like like when the fire breaks out and there's a Eric the Clown is there and he's like George says Eric the Clown put it out with his big shoe, <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so uh so yeah there was some good business there um but he had these big clown pants with these big pockets and he kept pulling stuff out of these pockets and uh, at some point he pulled out a bunch of popcorn and threw it in Max uh, Holiday's face yeah and he got him to the ground uh but somehow like Max Holiday like countered it I think at some point. Um, and he ended up beating uh, Yabo. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, I think it was not quite with a choke slam. It was like there was a choke slam, and then like one more move, and yeah, then he right. got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the ring was was littered with popcorn. It at was. this point. It was. Um, so then, like after the match ended, um, uh, the referee had a broom and had to like sweep up all this popcorn. Yeah. Um, but then, like he threw the, he kind of gave up at some point. Like he with like he got about like. 70% of it and like it was just it wasn't like sweeping up very well no um and the 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 like the the 
the broom was like on the gr- was he he like kind of tried to slide it out of the ring. Mm-hmm. But what happened, Jack? Because I kind of missed it. Yeah. So the bearded bruiser, like I don't know if he grabbed the broom out of the out of the ref's hand or if he grabbed it from the from the ground. But like he, it was in the ring, and like the bearded bruiser grabbed it and like threw it out almost into the audience. Like yeah. he threw it into the gap where like uh, we, we you right thought by, the wrestlers uh, were gonna en- yeah. enter in. But it's like someone could have got hit with that broom. Yeah. Uh, there were little kids in the audience. Yeah. No, for sure. Like it, I think it like landed right next to like a guy who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of a, it was, it was kind of a, a tense moment, I would say. It was, um, but I, eventually I, they started sweeping up the popcorn again. Yeah, they they yeah they did kind of get most of it. I should say, Jack, before we move on, like, you know, Yabo, uh, I, I like the Yabo gimmick. I gotta say, Yabo though, usually. The only time I've heard Yabo before is like a euphemism for for breasts. Is it really? Yeah, like hey, show me those yabos. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never heard that. Yeah, so like not only is he like a, a dirty clown, but like his name is like a euphemism for for boobs. <laughs> That's a whole new layer to his gimmick, I would say. But no one seemed to pick up on that but me, I guess. But, um, so yeah, after that we had a three way dance. Yeah, uh, th- I, this was the best match of the night. So the wrestlers are a guy named Jason Page. Versus a guy named JPH. Jeremy, what was his full name? Jordan again? Pegas Harrison, I okay. guess. Okay. Uh, versus a guy named Quinn? Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. We couldn't get the name. Uh, he did, when he came out, he had his, like, uh, so they did have, like, a, a little screen going, like, where yep. they were playing stuff off of, like, a laptop and projecting it on screen. He had a graphic that said, like, Flight Club. Yeah, so it sounds like he was <clears throat> one half of a tag team. It seemed it seemed like that. And, like, yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, and I think that they I heard him say Quinn. Yeah, uh so but anyway, I I thought he was my favorite wrestler of the night. Uh so this is where this was like I said, the best match of the night. Jason Page, who I googled, is like a a guy. He he he's got like a, a the wrestler's build. Like he's he's pretty like ripped. Yeah, he had um, the look. He had his own tights too, like yeah. that said page on them. Yeah, and boots too, I think. Yeah. Um and so I read I read a little bit about him. Like he he's wrestled in a, a lot of events around the Midwest. So he must have been somebody that like they specifically like booked. Um and then uh, the other two guys were good. JPH was a good a good heel. He was yeah. like talking a lot of trash during the match. Yeah. Um and then uh Quinn as well, like I said, he was the best wrestler of the whole night. Like his athleticism, he did some crazy like hurricanas, uh some stuff off the top rope. Um yeah, he looked he reminded me of Jeff Hardy, who which is definitely what he's modeled his style after. Yeah, for sure. But he, in my opinion, he was almost a better wrestler than Jeff Hardy cuz like I don't think Jeff Hardy was a, outside of his like high flying moves. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was that great of a a wrestler. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, but um, anyway, so yeah, these three guys were really good. Uh, Jason Page at one point did like a flip out of the ring onto the other two guys, yeah. which was wild. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, the, the business of the match was pretty cool. Like they, the the two heels started off kind of like working over Flight Club. Yeah, and because um, Jason uh, Page was a heel too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they they like they had like a you know a, a gentleman's agreement that they were like going to just beat up this guy. Right. Um, and then, like, yeah, at some point, someone jumped. Like, was it Paige jumped out like onto them, and like the other guy got mad at him for jumping on him, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, what was that?" Like, mm-hmm. he's like, "I tried to jump over you." Like, they kept doing this like whole thing about it, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like a lot of great moves. They all were were pretty good. They were. Yeah. Um. Uh. I can't. Who Who won that match? Was um, it JPH? JPH, I think, ended yeah. up winning. Yeah, yeah, he did, and yeah. he pinned uh, Quinn. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, uh, Jason Page was outside of the ring, and he tried to like run back in the ring. And he got the uh, JPH got the the pinfall and like Paige like froze there like like ah I was so close to stopping it or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, that was a good match. It was, um, and that that this was where I was kind of sold on this event too. I was like, oh, this is uh, this is actually some pretty good stuff. Uh, very very pleasantly surprised. It was cool. Um, so yeah, uh, after that, um, we had uh, uh, a match. Um, it was featured Superman Damien versus a guy called the Man from Laramie. <laughs> as how as he was uh, introduced, the um, a Man from Laramie. Oh, was it the, a Man or, from Laramie or the Man? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but uh-huh. a Man from Laramie. Yeah, but uh, this was a this was a, 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 a I would say a sweet moment of mm-hmm. the of the event. Like um, so, Superman Damien. Uh, which I, th- I believe was his name. Yeah. Uh, came out and he was wearing like a full Superman costume. He was uh he he had a disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this guy. Um, uh, and the crowd was really behind him. Like he was really, you could tell he was really into it. Oh yeah. Um, and like yeah, I mean he had this like it's really funny. Like he had the Superman costume with like the muscles built in and everything. Right. And so he came out. And he he like he had two title belts too. That's right. That's yeah. right. They're right. This is for all the the titles they said. Right. Like, yeah. He's um, like Jer- Jer- when Jericho unified the WCW and WWE titles. Uh, it, that might have been a little after you stopped watching Jeremy. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so. Uh uh-huh. um, um. But uh. But yeah. So like he fought this guy who was like an old, older guy, kind of like a little. Little, uh, a little overweight kind of guy. Yeah, who I think was an employee of the Side Street Tavern. Yeah, so it turns out like he was he was if we looked closer he was wearing like a Side Street Tavern po- black polo shirt. Yeah, um, and uh, he came out and just kind of did like a spot like uh, like job to this guy. Yep, uh, to Superman Damien. But it was weird because like he wasn't like. They kind of were like grappling a little bit, mm-hmm. and like I, I, you know, obviously I think he was like trying to like you know put over Superman Damien, but like there were times where it looked like Damien was trying to flip him over, and Man from Laramie wouldn't flip over. Did you <laughs> notice that? Like he just kind of like looked like he was just like a fucking like like stone in a field, like trying to with a guy trying to flip him over. Like he wouldn't like budge. Yeah, and I'm like. You gotta like give it. You gotta kind of give a little bit. Of, you know, yeah, somewhere there. Uh, selling is uh, selling is very important in yeah. wrestling. And the man from Laramie did not want to <laughs> did not want to sell for Superman Damien. No, not at all. Like yeah. and so eventually, like I he might have did he might have took like one hit or something. But uh, but like eventually Superman Damien did get the pin on him or yeah. whatever. Um, and it was a, it was a nice moment. It was. Um, but uh, and then I I did go out and see like. Super, the man from Laramie talking to like his staff or whatever, mm-hmm. and he like gave like the "who I'm winded," yeah, uh, like like look or whatever. Um, yeah. another piece of jargon that we didn't mention, uh, sell. So sell yeah. sell is when like you get hit with a move and you uh you sell it like it hurt you. Um, yeah, and certain wrestlers are more willing to do that than others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there and uh, even tonight we saw. Yep, that. we saw them. We'll actually get into that when we talk about the uh, matches after intermission. Uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so, so at intermission, Jeremy, you got um uh, Mr. Riccolo sold you dude you got some beer and a a pizza yeah i got a beer so this is one thing i wanted to talk about is like so because of the time when i did get out of wrestling like i've never been to a wrestling event i think over the age of 21 Uh so i never like i never drank at a wrestling event and i was thinking like this would be a fun event to kind of like have a couple beers at you know um not so much the, the where you run in the ring and try to tackle one of the guys but like it would be fun to be a little buzzed at one of these things. Yeah. I did drive all the way out there, so I really couldn't like drink too much, and so I I, uh, I did have like two beers, and uh, I wanted to put some food on it because uh, I, I hadn't eaten much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get this pizza. It was five dollars for uh, the jumbo pizza. It was a big piece of pizza. Yeah, it was basically like two pieces of pizza, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, it was like it was by 
all accounts like you know tombstone like cafeteria pizza but it was goddamn delicious at the time yeah like, it, was, it hit the spot mm-hmm. i've been uh i've been trying to count my calories this this year and uh i haven't had much pizza in the last couple months so like this like hit the spot so well like it was the perfect cafeteria pizza for sure nice it was great um but uh yeah so i got the food and everything um <clears throat> i did get up before i got the food i did get up to use the bathroom uh-huh. actually no it was after that sure but uh, I, I went and ducked into the bathroom and uh guess who i saw in the bathroom Ooh. jack i saw renvar the raider really? <laughs> in the bathroom okay yeah. and he was like kind of like i think he was maybe like touching up his makeup or something yeah or, like looking at him and like i was gonna say like hey man good match but uh i figured i just like let him be or whatever right like I, I would have said, like, hey, man, good match, and then immediately started, like, urinating <laughs> into, the, <laughs> into the urinal. So I was just – I kind of just, like, blew past him or whatever. But I wanted to say, hey, good job or whatever. Yeah. Um, we did end up running into him later on, and I took a flyer from him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was – it was kind of – it was a little unnerving. I, I don't know if, if – if you're ever, like – if you have pee shyness – um, I would say going to the bathroom and seeing one of the wrestlers that you just saw, like in full makeup, might kind of give you pause to like be able to like turn on the the waterworks <laughs> at the urinal. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I came out um, and uh, yeah, I guess um, we had our food and uh, the guys were like so at intermission. It was interesting. The guys were like a lot of the guys from the first half were out. Like kind of like talking to the audience, like signing autographs, taking pictures. Yeah. Some of them had merch that they were selling, um, which again is like one of those things. Like in the independent circuit, like it just seems like you make your own merch, right? And you you hawk it yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Renvar was like selling T-shirts and stuff. Um. Uh. And Mr. Riccolo was coming around, and I'm. I said to you, Jack. I'm like, Hey, man, we should try to get a selfie with Mr. Riccolo. And we did. Yeah. We and, did. So, and then he was like right there in front of us. I'm like. We should just do it now. Yeah. And, and Jackie were like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And I'm like, I'm like Mr. Riccolo, can we get a, a selfie? And he's like, yes, yes, let's do it. All about let's it. do like, it. Let's get in front of the ring. Yeah, he's like, let's do it. Let's get out here. Get out, get out in front of the ring. Let's yeah. do it. And like, yeah, so yeah. we came out of ringside and like we took the, the selfie and like, even the uh, the referee was in the ring at the he time. Photo-bombed he photobombed us. Yeah, he ducked in yeah. and did a photobomb, and then Mr. Riccolo was like, "Hey, you guys even got the referee in there or whatever." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was really cool, and that that is on our Instagram. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was very cool. Mr. Riccolo was super awesome. Yeah, yeah. he was a yeah a nice guy. Um, okay, so the the second uh, half of the show started. Um, it featured a guy named Backwoods Brown, who yeah. was billed as being 420 pounds. I don't think that was quite accurate, but he no. was at least probably about 350. Huge dude. He was probably six three or six four. Uh, so back. Backwoods Brown, like his gimmick was, uh, he was like a, a, a moonshiner mm-hmm. um, from North Carolina, like a peddler. Uh, he so had that, a very vocal uh, manager with him too. Yes, he did. He did, and like their gimmick was like they were actually drinking beers during the match, especially his manager. Oh um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so his manager was drinking a beer, and, uh, and so Backwoods Brown, uh, he, and he was like your typical big guy wrestler once the match actually started. Yeah. Uh, and he faced a guy who was named uh, the Absolute Answer, Nick Cutler. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you can imagine that with a name like Cutler, that he was definitely the heel. Right. No, I was going to say, yeah, you're going to expect that if you're going to be like wrestling in the Chicagoland area, that yes. he's going to be the heel. But he did a really good job. Jeremy and I were speculating during the show, like, which guys had, like, actually, you know, toured or been in other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, this Nick Cutler guy, like, he did a good job selling the moves. He was, like, a technically sound wrestler. He had a good, like, build, like a wrestler's build. Yeah. So he, he's definitely probably worked before. So I was impressed with him. He was, he was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Like in his picture that they showed on the the um, the the monitor, the the screen, he kind of looked like a like a poor man's 
Kurt Angle a little bit, like Kurt Angle mixed with like a car used car salesman, I would say. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, like a like a dorkier like Kurt Angle, where like his you know his because his head was like shaved and he had like on like a wrestling onesie. And he was like po- like he was doing like the pose, like the whatever the muscle pose. Yeah. Um, but in in person, like he he looked a lot more like you know legit or whatever. I would yeah. say he even looked a little bit like Bill Gold, like a smaller, more compact like Bill Goldberg, like a Goldberg for sure. Yeah. I would say that um he was uh he was a hairy man. Yes, he was. <laughs> All, yeah. hair all over his body and at some point people were chanting hairy idiot yeah and hair. they were chanting shave your legs shave <laughs> your legs yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's funny i think i mean you know i assume that uh if you're a heel and you have that particular uh disposition that you kind of lean into it a little bit yeah well prince do you i don't know if you remember prince albert uh later known oh, yeah. just as albert in the wwe yeah. but like his entire gimmick was that he had back hair that was his, wait, exactly I mean, he, he was not he, very over with the crowd but that was his gimmick Prince Albert, also a, uh, a a name of a penis piercing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there you go, Jeremy. There you go. Yes. He should have teamed with Yabo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That match me in heaven there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, but uh, I got to say, like, and, and you got to, like, give it up for the, for the heels, Jack, because, yeah. like, it's definitely, like, the best spot to, like, it, it's the best situation to, like, kind of let it, like, to lean into it and, like, um, just kind of play up that character mm-hmm. like it would be so much as a performer it would be so much fun to be a heel yeah um and so nick cutler definitely like he was a great heel i he would was. say for sure um and backwoods brown when i said that he wrestled like a typical big guy so like what i mean by that is he didn't he his moves were mostly power moves and like punching and he did not sell a he, whole lot he was that's, not selling no that's one of the earmarks of like a, a big guy is that they usually don't sell moves yeah yeah um it, it was kind of a bummer to see like like i just i think like Nick Nick Cutler was like he was doing pretty well like yeah. um he was selling really well and like he was he was interacting with the crowd really well and I kind of want I kind of wanted to see a little more out of Backwoods Brown yeah um just to kind of like kind of match Cutler there because he was so much bigger than Cutler um but uh, yeah just didn't see it there I I was I the gimmick had promise and mm-hmm. he had like a Backwoods Brown had a cool like logo and a cool shirt and I was like. If this guy's cool, I would maybe even consider buying his shirt or right, whatever. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a little more on a Backwoods Brown yeah, going yeah, forward. Yeah, me too. That, the, that was... The uh, manager had, like, more kind of charisma than, than than Brown. He did, he did. Yeah, that was... So, like, that that was always the Rocks thing, was that, like, he, he would sell moves really well. Like, yeah, people yeah, would yeah. always give him props for selling. And, like, yeah. it got it got to the point where, like, he found out about it. And then, like, you know, he, he like, made that his thing, where, like, he would sell moves like they were death. And it's like, all right, dude, you can, you can <laughs> ease up on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're a main eventer yeah it can get it can borderline to cartoonish but yeah even still like to an extent that's fun as well right exactly um so yeah that that was uh it was interesting to see that style jeremy uh the uh dwa um they had like every kind of style you know they had yeah. like your your high flyers uh like your uh big guys you know your your, your heel tag teams uh you know whatever they had a, they had a good mix it was a good mix of stuff um yeah. so the next one was uh the next match Featured a guy named Marche Rocket, all day Marche, yep. versus Cobra. Versus Cobra, yeah. I couldn't tell who was the heel in the face in this one, Jeremy. It was tough. It was tough. It seemed to like tell. they were both heels. Yeah, it seemed it. It seemed to me almost like Cobra was. This is another situation where like it was interesting. Like the the the, the fans vote with their with their voices basically, yeah. like or, or their reactions because like. I got the feeling that Cobra was supposed to be a face. Yeah. But then at some point, people were chanting, like, Cobra sucks, Cobra sucks, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a good uh, move for, like, a face. No. Yeah, Cobra had, like, uh, he he was wearing a weird, um, 
uh, uh, what do you call him? Contacts. So he yeah. was wearing like snake eye contacts, yeah. which was kind of freaky. Um, he, he had like a manic energy. Almost seemed like a like he were, it seemed like uh, Jamie Fox would play him in the movie of his life. You yeah, know, sure, like he had yeah. like a he had like that type of energy. Um, and uh, all day, Marche Rocket. Uh, he, he's wrestled. I googled him. He's he was a big guy. He's six. He's listed as six four, but he's wrestled for TNA. His Wikipedia page said, and just a bunch of other independent wrestling uh, joints since two thousand six. So he's been around for a long time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of like he had like an Ahmed Johnson like uh, Godfather vibe, like just yep. a big tall dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was an interesting match. Uh, they there was a lot of funny business like with these two guys. Yeah. Um, Cobra was was kind of funny. Like, um, so at some point he they they took it outside to the ring and like. Um, <clears throat> like Cobra or Cobra, like kept, they did a thing where Cobra was like bouncing off the ropes and trying to hit uh, Marche, and it was like the immovable force meeting the unstoppable, or the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object, right? Uh, kind of bits, and uh, Cobra like kept trying to knock him down, and Marche wouldn't budge, and he kept saying like, "It's like this guy is huge. Like, what am I supposed to do?" Yeah, and uh, at one point they got it spilled out to the outside. And something happened where, like, there was a near miss, like, for Cobra. And Cobra, like, he, like, stepped back and, like, sat down on someone's lap and put his hands up. And he's mm-hmm. like, like, hey, I don't want any part. He was kind of doing, like, I don't want any part of that or whatever. Right. Um. So, yeah, it was funny. Like, he was kind of really selling, like, uh, how much bigger Marche was than Cobra. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it, it was a good match once it got going. But, Jeremy, my criticism for the second half of this card is that for all... For all three matches that happened in the second half outside of the Battle Royale, which was the main event, all three of the set matches in the second half took a long time to get going. Where yeah. There was a lot of business at the top of the matches where the guys were kind of just like screwing around with each other and like maybe putting each other in holds, but then backing off. Um, and in each instance, that took like five to ten minutes where they were just screwing around doing nothing. Yeah. And it kind of killed the crowd <clears throat> by the Marche Rocket versus Cobra match. That, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, like that stuff has a place a time and place for it but like i would say as the promoter i would say like hey guys don't do that on the second half of a card after the intermission like all in a row yeah like if they did one of those earlier on which they kind of did like obviously you 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 sprinkle that stuff in mm-hmm. um and so like yeah it was that was kind of like a kind of a th- occurrence that happened there in the second half of the the match but yeah. uh but yeah like they they each like um that one yeah did start getting going there for for a bit and then it kind of it ramped up from there i would say um but uh let's see it uh, should be noted that uh Danny McBride uh sunglasses yes. guy came out again during this match yes um and majorly <clears throat> screwed cobra who was about to win the match but then uh rich guy like did the finger wag at yeah. him, like no no and we should say even before that there was a a close pinfall where um the ref kind of came in and like he was he did like a three count but like he said it was only two yeah and like everyone in the crowd was like ref that was three that was three yep and then like um yes yeah, so so what so he got screwed there yeah so the Dan- danny mcbride like called cobra over and like uh like said something to him like it but then that gave Marche, who was like down at the time and going to be pinned like time to recover mm-hmm. and so then Marche ended up doing a move to cobra and then pinning him for the three counts so this danny mcbride rich guy screwed cobra over yeah which i guess is maybe more evidence that cobra was supposed to be the face yeah yeah that's 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 what i thought yeah um and then, then, but then it was weird because then, the, like, 
the the Danny McBride character like went over to the ref and handed him some money. Yeah, he handed him an envelope and wasn't subtle about it. No, at all. no, 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 no. Yeah, and like it's like if that happened, like that ref should not be able to go. <laughs> which was also the ref that that photobombed us too. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a funny gimmick. So then they they all like clear out, and Mr. Riccolo comes back out, and he goes, um, "I don't, I like, I get confused. I think I might have confused the name uh, because it's similar to the next thing, but I, I I thought that his name was Terry Power or something. Uh-huh. So Mr. Riccolo finally comes out and addresses that. He's like, "Folks, you may have seen a man in a suit outside a, at ringside there during that last match. Well, that was tenacious T- Terry Power." What he's doing out here, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is I said to Jeremy, um, I kind of hope that isn't followed up on, and they yeah. don't ever explain it beyond that, and they, uh-huh. they didn't. They uh, didn't, they didn't, no. Jack, but I will say that that's something like, that's, now listen, if you're the WWF and you have a TV show every week, um, that's something that you can tease, like you can leave as yep. a cliffhanger. Yep. Like, I have a feeling that that's going to pay off at the next show. Yes, probably. But that's a long time for people to, like, remember it. Remember it. And, like, you're counting on people going to everybody who was at this one being at the next one and, like, knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah, for sure. Like, I almost want to go to the next one just to find out what that was. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Um, Yeah, well, speak for yourself. I might go. But um, (laughs) not for the podcast. Um, But, um... But yeah, like you know, it's it, it was funny. Like, and I give him credit for like drawing up a storyline. Yeah, like, you know that I think that's cool. So like that that is gonna have to pay off at some point. Yes. Uh, but it did not ha- it did not pay off tonight. No. Um. So that was interesting. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, like uh. So that happened, and then uh. The next um thing that came out was um, the Irish car bomb. Yep. Terry Mill- Mulligan. Came Terry out. Mulligan was his name. Yeah, Terry okay. Mulligan. So that's why I'm like, I, were they both named Terry? But I could have swore that the 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 glasses guy, the Danny McBride guy, was Terry also. But, okay. But anyway, um, so Terry Mulligan came out and uh, he had a bottle of Jameson. Yeah, a bottle of hand. Jameson and like uh, those little plastic shot glasses, yeah. and he was like taking. It was like a complete Stone Cold ripoff. Only, uh, only instead of uh, beer, it was Tim taking shots of Jameson. Yeah, it was Stone Cold mixed with a uh, a borderline offensive Irish uh, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, and honestly, the guy reminded me of uh, Jason Sudeikis a little bit. Okay, yeah, um, sure. That, that's I'm thinking of the right guy, right? Like the tall guy from SNL, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, so. That, yeah, that, I get those guys, some of those guys mixed up. But he yeah, reminded me of like Sean. Casey from WWF or okay. from, not from, 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 from MLB. MLB. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, like he was kind of like he was an older guy it seemed like. He had graying hair. Um but like he looked kind of like an like a guy who's maybe been drinking like for for some years. Right. Uh, but he was in shape. Yeah, he was in shape. But like he just seemed kind of like like the guy at the at the pub, he's like, "Hey, come over here, have a shot or whatever." Yeah. Like that was his gimmick. And he talked in an Irish brogue, but I wasn't sure if it was a fake one or like yeah. real. It was <laughs> it was not very convincing. No, but... it was like a ten cent uh, uh, <laughs> Irish uh, accent, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then so he just kind of came out, was announced and came out, and then um afterwards um. After he came out, uh, the next guy came out, uh, Venom. Venom. V-E-N-U-M. Yeah, uh, and he came out and he had like a... So his gimmick was that he was supposed to be like a lunatic, like a crazy guy. He had some blue face paint on and he was carrying a poop uh, emoji like stuffed animal. Yeah, with or him. he had like black black like eye lines. Yeah, it was like, like bl- 
black eye black. Basically. Yeah, he had like eye black and then like uh, blue paint streak down his face. That's right. That's right. Yeah, or, yeah, I actually think it might have been green because I was it green because I think because I thought maybe it tie it was going to tie into Terry Mulligan. Okay. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, coming down from like his eyes. So he was like an Al Snow type of like lunatic character. Yeah, just like a kind of like a clueless uh, weirdo like uh, misfit guy. Or Perry Saturn also had a gimmick like that okay. when he came to WWE. Yeah. Um, but he like yeah yeah exactly like the poop emoji stuffed animal was like his like friend or whatever yeah I, he had a name too it was like it was like a poopichu or something yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a, a, a Pokemon reference yeah right um, right exactly well what I like about this Venom guy though is that at intermission he was like he was out and just kind of hanging out ringside and yeah. then some kid like asked him for an autograph and yeah. like Venom was like he he stayed in character and yeah. was like looking around all confused and the poor kid was just like standing there kind of nervous like getting this autograph from yeah, him yeah uh, like and it took a, a a long time but it was a, a fun moment yeah he like grabbed the like it was like on a little autograph book and he grabbed the book and like he grabbed the pen and he stopped and like he like scratched started scratching his head trying to think like how do i spell my name yeah and like he did sign the autograph or whatever but yeah yeah he did not break character like in a uh you know uh i don't know like a master he didn't break kayfabe yeah exactly yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. um so anyway this is here's another instance where uh jeremy and i weren't sure if this was the main event because it was probably getting on about 10 o'clock and the show was supposed to be till 10 30 only yes. um but so here was another instance where there were two like these guys were obviously both faces so uh the the match was like supposed to start but uh, Venom didn't want to and so then like uh, M- Terry Mulligan had cut like a brief promo before that but then Venom got on the mic and said like hey like we should be a tag team together yeah. and then Terry Mulligan was like well Venom like there's no uh, there's no like tag partners here we can't be in a tag match and then Venom was like I don't care so for like five minutes they, <laughs> yeah. it was a uh, the promo went on too long but <laughs> yeah. ultimately it was decided that they were going to be a tag team and then they were just going to leave and go drink at the bar <laughs> yeah right right exactly yeah and then like so like like or, uh, Venom said like no 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 he, I think Terry Mulligan said like we don't even have a name or something yeah and he's like or like what would our name be and then like he's like I've been Venom was like I've been thinking about that and then he like pointed to the like the monitor and then like some of the guys who were running the thing like maybe weren't quite ready for that somehow yeah. um, and like it took a while for the video to come up it did but then uh it came up and it said lunatic binge yeah lunatic binge and he's like i'm a lunatic and you're a binge drinker (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah so then they were like all right we're lunatic binge and then like they came out then their opponents came out the family yeah so the, the, those two got lunatic binge started to leave because like they were just going to go to the bar but then oh, they right. were they were interrupted by the family's music okay okay so that's what happened the family was like a team of heels they looked like bikers or like uh like they, they definitely like i told said to jeremy they had like a some of the guys had a manson family vibe going on yeah for them. it was almost like a, a <laughs> Like a, a a mixture of like the Altamont bike Hell's Angels or something <laughs> and like the 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 Manson family <laughs> all in one. Yeah, so it was like it was like four dudes, um, and they were heels. Yeah. Uh, and the the dude who was their mouthpiece, uh, Charlie Junior. Charlie Junior. Yes, yeah. that's his name. Uh, yeah. He was like some like a little uh, little shrimp. Uh, he had like a long beard and like a bandana. Um, he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was great on the mic. Like he uh, he roamed ringside and was like super into the match the whole time. Yeah, and uh, he had like a uh, his his like 
his like posture was that of a heel too. He was kind of like hunched over and like kind of like like a henchman type of like he was like yeah hunched over and just kind of like like squirmy a little bit. And, like, yeah, it was just it was funny. Yeah, and then like when the ref got knocked out, he looked at the audience and like laughed. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Jeremy, you found this guy on Facebook. Yeah, the, I saw this. I he posted a a promo on the DWA um, homepage. Uh, before the match, and he was like kind of calling out some people. Yeah. I have to watch it again now. Now that I know the people, like he might right. have called out Venom and Terry Mulligan. Yeah. Um, I will say there was a moment, uh, in in full transparency where uh, Charlie Jr. was was like on the mic, and he he called uh he called like Venom, uh, the R word. Did he? He did. Oh wow. And um. I was like, whoa, that was, uh, I think he maybe went a little too far there. Yeah. And, and Venom even goes like, well, there goes next show. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a funny, uh, uh, yeah, a funny uh, thing. Um, right. Uh, and it kind of was like, you know, brushed over really quick. Like yeah. um, uh, Mr. Pic- Mr. Riccolo like kind of tried to like kind of get in there real quick right after that. I think it was just a situation where Charlie Jr. was just going off. Yeah. And maybe just went a little too far. I didn't hear that. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, okay. I heard that. Um. And uh, it was it was supported by Venom. Even Venom did break kayfabe there, I would say. And he's yeah. like, "There goes the next show." Or whatever. <laughs> or he's like, "So much for the next show." That's I think is what he said. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, that was a that was a funny moment. Uh, nice, well, if not a little edgy. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Oh man. Well, because yeah, he uh, he came out and he cut a he cut a pretty long promo yeah. uh, talking about how the family had a big chip on their shoulder in the year 2020. Um, he uh, he was introducing all of the guys in the stable, and then he he had like a, a sort of a rhyme for like one of the guys, like a degeneration. X style yeah, like yeah. thing that he said for one of them, uh, and so then the match the match got started after his promo, um, and it was a it was a pretty it was a fairly good tag match. Yeah, uh, not I, I would say the one that we saw earlier in the show was better, but um, you know this one was more about like the two faces coming together. Yeah, and just like a lot of gimmicks going on yep. too for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, it, it almost seemed like Venom was maybe like the fan favorite of the the federation maybe or right. something yeah yeah um he so, kept saying what which is obviously right. a steve austin reference that's right he was like rip off what and then mulligan kept saying shots yeah what shots what shots like they kept doing that like so there was like some interplay with the crowd um they did do a, a bit where like venom did take a shot and then he was like oh like oh, i need water i need water and <laughs> yeah. like he grabbed like someone's like these women handed him their cokes which i have to imagine were probably like rum and cokes <laughs> but like but he took a drink of that there was a lot of wrestlers drinking other people like fans drinks which is kind of funny yeah but again like ultimate fan interaction for right. sure yeah um uh but yeah so there's a lot of funny stuff there at one point jack i heard this was like apropos of absolutely nothing, but I heard someone from the crowd yell like, "Give the baby his bottle!" <laughs> it tied into like nothing. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Uh-huh. That may have happened during the battle royal. I can't remember. Okay, which um, was the next? Which was the next match? Yeah. after and then the last match of the night. So basically, um, the. Uh, did the family win that match at the end? Uh, yeah, the family won. Yeah, they did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I got to say, um, just a couple things about, like, uh, well, just, uh, like, about Mulligan. I would say, like, he's, you know, in this in this modern day, like, you know, somehow it's still okay to still do, like, an Irish stereotype. Yeah. And, like, an Italian stereotype seems. They're, like, two of the last stereotypes that are available <laughs> like, to people and so terry mulligan definitely like they're in like 10 years from now people will look at the terry mulligan character and be like that is way offensive he's just like a jameson drinking 
like hooligan, uh, Irish hooligan, basically. But I wonder if like if you were Irish, if you would like I'm not Irish, and yeah. and you're not. But it, but would you la- would you laugh at that? Well, no, the, the Irish seem to take pride in, in in that whole like stereotype. So yeah, that's maybe why it's still there, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean like the fighting, the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yep. Like you know, um, so like. I don't know. It was funny though, and like the crowd liked them. So, they did. Yeah. You know, no one was. There was no hurt feelings there. So I. No. You know, it seems like fine to just let let it let it breathe. You right. Know? Um, but uh, yeah. So this battle royal happened next, and uh, Jack. It was kind of it was kind of crazy because I was thinking at some point, like in the second half, saying to you, Jack, like. How cool would it be if, like, for the next event they did a battle royal or, like, or like I wonder if they ever do that because, like, being so close to it, it would just be chaos yeah. seeing that up close. And then, like, uh, after the match, uh, Mr. Riccolo came out and he's like, all right, well, right before we get to the, the battle royal, and I'm like, battle royal, they're going to do one. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, so, yeah, they, they, they did the battle royal and uh, there was just a... Who's, there were a couple people from, who had wrestled earlier. Yep. Like, I think uh, Max Holiday was in it. Yeah, Max Holiday was in it. Who um, else did you spot? Um, yeah, uh, so, the, yeah, so the Bearded Bruiser, uh, the JPH. JPH oh, was in it. Zeke yeah. Kickham was in it. Zeke Kickham was in it. JPH was in it. JPH was in it as well. Yeah, Zeke Kickham was in it. So there was... Now, see, the, both CSI guys might have been in it, or at least one. One of the CSI really? guys was in it. I yeah, it was the long-haired them. CSI guy okay. was in it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting, just, like, kind of a mishmash of people. But then there was a bunch of people who ha- were not on the card at right. all. yeah. And there were some, like, there were some memorable guys in, there were. in that group of there people. There was a guy in a full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costume. Yes. Which was uh, interesting. They, and, like, yeah, it's something, like, he seemed to get the crowd behind his side. People uh, were chanting, turtle, turtle, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, was yeah. good. I did capture on... Um, on Instagram, on the Instagram story, the moment where Turtle gets eliminated. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, Turtle was funny. So let's 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 circle back to Turtle. Uh, there was like there was this guy who he w- he had no gimmick, so it was impossible to tell who he was. But he was like this like tall, slender guy, like pretty cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And then there was um. Castillo. Castillo. I, Castillo is one of my favorite wrestlers of the whole night. So yeah. Castillo was, um, you know, he was uh, just like a, a little short, like stout guy with, yeah. in a wrestling onesie that said Castillo. That yeah. was how we knew what his name was. It was an interesting onesie. It was like black with these like red stripes and yeah. it had like these big oversized cartoonish like uh, six shooters at his like hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, he had that perfect heel look. He come was like earthquake a little bit but like smaller and more compact yeah um but just like this kind of like backwoodsy like like creepy like like look like he had a big beardy face and like long ratty hair um and um, he came in hot though like he, he was did. like i did not expect him to be a good wrestler yeah uh, just because of his build and yeah. the way he looked but i guess that was uh, uh in a uh, i shouldn't have uh, judged that book by its cover yeah because no. he he was pretty good yeah he did he did good with, okay so yeah and so and there was like a woman in there too yeah there was um, um but uh it was interesting i feel bad for the woman because like she may have been the only one who showed up, so she couldn't like fight anybody, maybe right. or something. So yeah. they just threw her in the battle royal. Uh-huh. Um, but um, it got down to a final four, I think. Right? Yeah. Like it was. So it was those three. It was Castillo, uh, Turtle, um, the the like the one guy, the like kind of slender guy. But I can't remember who the fourth person was. Uh, so it was <clears> the uh, so there was the one long-haired guy, and then there was the taller, like ripped guy. Yeah, who was yeah. the long-haired guy? The long-haired guy, I don't remember. Oh what... right, I re- oh well, he, yeah. Okay, right, I know yep. who he was. Yep. Um. So that's right. Yeah, he kind of looked like uh, fl- Flight Club uh, Quinn a little bit. Yeah, I I almost thought bit. he was a f- uh, f- 
Quinn's tag team partner, yeah. like if they would have been it, because they had very similar styles. They were he was clearly a, a high flyer, long haired guy. Yeah, ex- was. Exactly right. So it came down to the four of them. Yep. And Turtle Turtle went up to these four guys, and he would just like get in the one guy's face, and he'd say Kawabunga. Yep. And then like he went up to the next guy, and he went up to like Castillo, and he goes Kawabunga. He goes up to the Slender guy, and he says Kawabunga, and like the Slender guy kind of does the take to the audience, like what the hell's wrong with this guy or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Um, I will say that Slender guy. He was his, his shorts were uh, a little uh, they were a little t- teeny tiny a little bit there. There was yeah. a little bit of a like a uh, censorship situation <laughs> going on there with that guy. Um, but uh, and and again being in the third row, we were kind of like up close and personal with yeah. that guy. Yeah, well, he was definitely the heel too. So it yeah. ca- it came down to long haired guy versus the shorts guy. Um, yeah, they were the two best wrestlers in that match it for was sure. Clear. Yeah. yeah, like um they they all eliminated Turtle. Like Turtle did like a take to the crowd where he goes Kawabunga or something, and they were chanting Turtle Turtle, and then the two guys came up behind him and threw him out of the ring. Yep. Uh, Castillo somehow gets gets eliminated, um and then yeah. Yeah, there's these two guys, and they had some some big moves. They did. They had some big spots. They were both really like athletic and kind of high flyer type of guys. Um, and yeah, that, it, it was clear that like the battle royal practically just happened so that these two guys could like square off and yeah, like sure. have a good end to the night. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was Face Guy, uh, the so uh, long haired guy who won. Right? He won the battle royal. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I we didn't catch his name, although it sounded like he said something like. When he was announced as the winner, it, it, it sounded like he said Juan Hopeless, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that's what his name was. Oh no! Um, but uh, <laughs> and I don't. His main name was either Juan or Ron. He didn't yeah. look like a Juan necessarily. It didn't really look like a Ron either. But it, yeah, yeah, right. So I, we didn't catch his name, but uh, he. It would be interesting to see him in a in a match. Yeah. Um, definitely, if he was either paired or faced um, a Quinn, uh, that could be a good match. It could. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that happened and, uh, the, the, the match was, the, the event was over. It was, it was. Um, Mr. Riccolo came back out and he's like, he confirmed that the, they're going to come back. The, the DWA is coming back, uh, with the March into Madness, uh, to the Streetside Tavern on March 27th. March 27th. Uh, so maybe we'll get some resolution to the Danny McBride angle. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, yeah. And then the one where he, again, he ended it by plugging beer, pizza, and spirits. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hey, the pizza was good. I, yeah. I say plug away on that. Um, but, uh, I mean, not to, we have a couple more thoughts here, but like, I would say like for folks in the Chicagoland area, if you were like wanting to go to like an event um it was ten dollars to get in yeah this was, was fun as hell man it was it was cheap it was super fun and like the wrestling was good yeah just entertainment like yeah it was great i can't like re- recommend it enough it was no. it was a great time i was and, very surprised because we kind of yeah. just went as a lark yeah for uh, sure. and it ended up being yeah a lot of fun yeah definitely um so a couple things uh afterwards we um we got to um uh, walk around. They were very. The other thing that was really cool about them being like for the people is like they let people get in the ring. Like yeah, they had, we, there were little kids going in the ring after the show, almost like little kids running the bases at a baseball yeah, game. Yeah, and before yeah. too, when we when we got there, there were little kids in the ring, but there was like adults in the ring too. Yeah, um, and like we probably could have got in the ring if we wanted to. Sure. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but yeah, like so, like but we did go up to the ring and like we were like feeling the ropes and stuff, like because it's not every day you get to go up and, and feel a wrestling ring. No, and those ropes are not soft, and they don't seem like they have a ton of give on them. No, the ropes seem pretty tight. We got to touch the turnbuckle and like yeah. the mat and stuff. Yeah, like, those were kind of softish. Mm-hmm. But again, like slamming down, like jump, like getting thrown in the air, like 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 seven eight feet in the air and landing like on your feet and your back, like. 
cannot feel great. No. Like, and doing it repeated times. Uh, so, but it was interesting to, like, you know, to, to feel it up like feel it for ourselves yeah you know, up close and personal i had never i had never done that before no. i never felt the ropes and stuff so no so that, that was cool yeah um and then uh yeah uh uh we talked so then we talked again to the guy um uh who we saw at the beginning and yep. i'm like hey man like yeah you were right it was great you know yeah. we had a great time he's like all right come back he's like you know you'll be we'll be back May, march 27th and he's like and then we're trying to book some bigger venues too yeah which is interesting uh, it's interesting quite honestly jack and, and it would be better for them obviously from a business standpoint they could get more people in maybe even charge maybe a little more uh so from business standpoint it would be great for them but i i would say like i don't i wouldn't ever want them to leave this bar because like it was cool yeah it like, was like easy access to to beer and food um so small and intimate like but like big enough for the type of crowd that they're gonna draw probably yeah they were able to basically fill the place yeah for sure so like i mean obviously i'm sure they they want to like grow um so so it would be good for them to get to bigger places but it was it was cool to see for ourselves yeah um uh but yeah like so just in general like you know talking about wrestling like and being able to see it up close like you know jack we're both we've both involved been involved in in the theater world like um you know uh in recent times um definitely since we've gotten out of uh being wrestling fans right so like you know there's no more like like pure form of theater than wrestling no and that like that's one of the things that like if you're not like into the violence or into like fighting or combat or whatever like I used to say this even back then, like a great way to like appreciate wrestling is to just appreciate for the theater of it. It's like good guy versus bad guy. Yeah, it's good versus evil. Yeah. Yeah. And like the bad guys can like be jerks to the crowd and get a reaction. And like if they're booing you and they hate you, you're doing your job. Yeah. You're doing great. It feels good for you. Yeah. Exactly. So like it's just like the most perfect, like, like pure form of showmanship. And uh, being there that close and, and being there like, you know, you know, a little older and like having a little more perspective on it. Like it was, I felt like a lot of like, like uh, just, it was really, really fun to see. And like, I like felt like for the, the, all the, all the performers, I'm like, you guys are awesome. Like they're, they're all, they all did like an awesome job. They did. They did a great job. They probably didn't get paid super well for it. Yeah. So obviously some of them have aspirations, but also they're just doing it because they love it. You know, no, like exactly. what did these guys do on Friday afternoon? Most of them probably went to work somewhere. The guys for, who are from in town or around. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and especially the guys who are like the managers and, uh, you know, like Danny McBride guy, uh, all, all those people like they're just here because they love wrestling yeah no for sure yeah yeah they're they're doing it for the love and like you know we to make a parallel to like when we went to like you know some of the minor league games it's like some of those guys, those guys who may never make it like you know they're just doing it yeah just for the love of it yeah it's pretty cool to see um i do wonder like yeah who these you, you mentioned like some of these guys were maybe coming from work or whatever yeah. like i it's 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 weird to think about like who these guys are in regular life. Yep. You know, like these guys probably work a day job. Actually, we talked to a guy in front of us who said that one of the guys like from the family like delivered him a pizza or something. Oh, I I, yeah, I don't remember when he said that. Yeah, that's yeah. how we got started on the topic of pizza. Uh-huh. We, we we should say too we were talking to people around us. Yeah. Like people were very friendly. They were, yeah. Um uh some fun conversations. Um but uh but yeah, like 
you think about like who are these guys in their regular lives like you go to the gym and you see like a ripped guy and like that guy might be a, a independent wrestler yeah <laughs> yeah know? yep mm-hmm. um and so like yeah it's just funny to, to kind of see that um but uh it was fun i it was i was i kept thinking to myself i kept like comparing it to like when i was younger and being a wrestling fan and thinking like what was I like? I, I'm like, I wish I could watch a, a video of myself watching a wrestling match back when I was a kid. Yeah. Just to see how I reacted to it. Like, I knew that it was fake, but, like, I just, I forget, like, how much I would get into it and stuff. And I mm-hmm. definitely had guys I, I pulled for and everything. Oh, yeah. So, it's just funny. And, like, and now watching it and just, like, just kind of appreciating the it all around, like, as a show, like, was, was, was fun. Um, like I said, like, the injury, like, hearing, like, the, the, the the slams up and close and personal, you cringe a little bit. Like you you fear that these guys are injuring themselves, but like, you know, they are doing it willingly and like just putting themselves out there. So it's, it's, you know, you got to like give it up for that. It is. Yeah. Um, it was super, yeah, it was super fun. Jeremy, there were, as far as fan interaction, there were two people who were sitting next to, to my right. Uh, they were like an older couple, but okay. they left like five minutes into the first <laughs> match. Yeah. Right. Um, they kind of dipped in and dipped out. Yeah. Either just like, uh, really just them not knowing at all what the hell this was going to be yeah. or like just really bad date night suggestion on the guy's part. And, <laughs> Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but there there were two people who definitely didn't appreciate it as much as we did. Yeah, it was funny. I was almost wondering if they were like, "Hey, can we duck in here and just see if this is our thing?" Yeah, and if so, we'll we'll pay the money or something. Yeah. I also heard some people saying like at the intermission, like they they went out and they were drinking or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you want to go back in for the second half?" Like, oh wow! So it seemed to me like there maybe there were some people who kind of like came paid their money so they could like duck in when they wanted to see it but then go hang out with their friends out in the bar afterwards so maybe they did that yeah maybe they like ducked in and watched a little bit and then like went back out to the bar to hang out or something right who knows but uh definitely the crowd was into it there were definitely people who were super into it um i mean they did a great job the dwa did a great job like i yeah I, i i give it up to them for sure all right. Well, uh, this was super fun. Um, we, you know, Jeremy and I tried not to be too big of heels this week, but I would definitely say that you know uh, we, <laughs> we're heels for the most part sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to White Sox events, for sure. But I mean, yeah, no, I, we're we're marks for the, for this one. For we sure. are. We are. Um. Uh. So yeah, I think that's gonna just about wrap it up. Uh, we should be back. Uh, uh. Right around the start of spring training, maybe a little bit after. Yep. Spring training. Uh, pitchers and catchers report next week, Jack. That's, yeah. Uh, you know that's beautiful to to utter those words yeah, for sure. Yeah, very very exciting. Will Mookie Betts be uh, in Dodgers <laughs> camp or Boston camp? Um, who knows? I'm just saying. I saw something pop up here. Report the Twins are quote very pessimistic about the teetering Mookie Betts blockbuster as impasse stalls the Stars trade from Red Sox to Dodgers. Wow. So um, this thing might not. This thing might fall through. Crazy, Jack. crazy. Um, yeah, it's a mess. In the next collective bargaining agreement, there's going to be a no takesies backsies clause for trading. Just real quick, I know we're wrapping it up, but I just I want again on the record and, and saying like it seems to me that the Red Sox heard so much of the like the blowback about like the 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 return for Mookie Betts that they're like now saying like uh like they're trying to get more for the for more back or just trying like to void the trade or something like to save face or something because like it's i it's a bummer that that a guy like Mookie Betts is traded in MLB like the guy should be a career Red Sox I would say he's so talented um or at least you know depart f- through free agency or something it's it's a bummer like that that that's a thing that happens in in the day and age like it would be like Mike Trout getting traded right you know um 
so we'll see how that resolves by the time the next episode drops. But uh, but yeah, just that's that's the current baseball thing that's kind of going on right before spring training. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, so we'll be back, um, and spring training will be happening, and we should have a a, a, a fun topic to talk about. It should be. Uh, so until then, I'm Jack Sokowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.